0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Planting Wildflowers podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Leonardis, and today's conversation is lighting me up already. Before we hit record, we've we've already uncovered some juicy nuggets, so I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. You're going to learn so much, and chances are we're going to have today's guest back again because we're going to explore a few key topics. and. With the goal of providing you with insights and inspiration, we don't want to overwhelm. And sometimes that can happen when you get into conversations on health. My friend Nadine Aleham is here, and you guys, you're in for such a treat. I've spoken to a lot of people who are experts in health and specifically food. So I'm just going to say food because she's going to take us down the road of you know what that actually means, how food nourishes, and then where what does nourishment even mean beyond food. But I've spoken to other people before, and I've never met anyone quite like Nadine who can literally take everything that is important to you specifically, like you as an individual, and then curate something that makes sense for you something that will work for you, something that you feel you're able to step into because a lot of times we seek health support in the way of nutrition, and we have no background in it. So it feels, you know, clunky to us. And it feels easier to bail on the entire idea because it feels hard because you have no past experience. Nadine is different. And you're going to get that sense from her today as we begin this conversation. She's going to break it down in a beautiful and gentle way. And I guarantee you this, at the end of today's episode, you're going to have some actionable items and you're going to walk away having listened and knowing something new about yourself. I feel so confident that this will stir something in you that will inspire you to take a new step in your life. So, let me tell you a little bit about Nadine because I really need to turn this microphone over to her. So, Nadine is a holistic nutritionist that, that works with women. She does so to balance their hormones and restore lost metabolic function through nourishment and radical self love. With the use of functional testing and really getting to know her clients, she helps them uncover all the hidden stressors of metabolic chaos and helps them realize the potential of self-healing. She empowers her clients to build a life full of joy, energy, and true health. She's not your cookie-cutter nutritionist, and she understands that the health and wellness space has been infiltrated by both diet culture and big pharma, meaning that there's a lot of advice out there that is not actually supportive of true health. Many therapeutic diets are being used for weight loss and they're they're causing a lot of harm. Supplements are being uh, prescribed in a similar fashion to medications. So that's essentially symptom support with supplements rather than medication without taking into consideration the fact that taking isolated vitamins can really cause an imbalance within the body. I have goosebumps already, Nadine. Welcome to the show today. I am so thrilled that you're here. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm so excited to be here. That was a lovely introduction.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, you're one of the wisest women that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And we met in a business mentorship group. So I had this opportunity to hear from you in a, in a unique way. And I knew what your intentions were. I know what your intentions are in sharing the information that you're so passionate about. And I feel like that in and of itself is reason for this discussion because not all intentions are pure and yours most definitely are. So can we can we start today's show by exploring a little bit about your personal journey and how you even came to be in
1: this space? That is a great question. <laughs> um, I'll begin essentially saying that about two years ago, I found myself following the typical health advice, you know, eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eating lots of plant foods, eating low calorie, eating no sugar, no dairy, no gluten, essentially no joy. <laughs> Oh, joy. Right. (laughs) But finding myself the sickest I ever was, I had really bad hormonal acne, which is essentially acne along the jaw um, that was cystic, very painful. I was cold all the time. I was super constipated and I was losing my hair, anxiety. Just everything that could possibly go wrong, it felt like was going wrong, yet I felt like I was doing everything right. And I feel like a lot of people can resonate with this because that's where like a lot of my clients come to me and it's like, I've been doing everything right. I'm a healthy eater, but I, I have all these symptoms. And so that's where I was. And essentially what ended up happening is I did a bunch of functional tests on myself. And I realized that what I was doing wasn't working. It was kind of like a slap in the face, like, here you go. It was proof that what I was doing just was not working. And I basically had to unlearn a lot of what was taught to me and what is like out there and relearn what my body truly needed. And that is essentially not to focus on doing all the things, but more being more in the being. Mm, that's my love language being yeah. in
0: the being. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you really had to go through some difficulty in order to uncover mm-hmm. what was right for you. And I'm sure you, you must see this with clients all the time. Like they're walking through what feels like hell to them Yeah, because they're, they're doing all the things. So let's explore that whole thing. We we started talking about this before we even uh, went live together, and this whole concept of diet culture and these food paradigms out there that don't—they just don't suit everyone. They're
1: outdated. So can you speak to that for us? Yes. So. I feel, and I say this often on my page, on my Instagram page, but I feel like diet culture has truly infiltrated the health and wellness space. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the health and wellness practices have nothing to do with actual health and everything to do with weight loss. So before we get on what those practices are, let's touch on what is health. Health is essentially having stable moods regular periods, luscious hair, glowing skin, and the ability to have a bowel movement every day, the ability to be resilient to stress, that is essentially true health. Having you know a metabolism that is fast and hot, essentially, like um, your temperatures need to be at least above 96.6, your Pulse needs to be between 75 to 90. Those are all markers of metabolic health. And with the health and wellness space, the way it currently is, we have therapeutic diets that are used for weight loss. So for example, the ketogenic diet, which is eliminating an entire macronutrient and it's very hard and not uh, sustainable. We have things like intermittent fasting, where with women, very often this means just eliminating an entire meal opportunity and creating a huge opportunity for nutrient deficiencies and a calorie deficit. We have the emphasis on a lot of high volume foods, but are really low caloric and low calories and essentially um, people are under eating without even realizing it. So sometimes it's not even intentional. Is that, can I interrupt you for a second? Would
0: that be the example that you and I were chatting on earlier with
1: the, with the vegetable example? Yes. Yes. So for example, um, a lot of people, you know, are told eat lots of vegetables, vegetables within breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eat your greens in a smoothie, in a salad, always have like greens and essentially raw greens, very high amounts of them are very hard to digest. And as I was saying before, plants also don't want to be eaten just like animals. And so they have protective mechanisms, anti-nutrients, vitate lectins, um, oxalates that protect them from the wildlife. And here we are humans just like taking everything and like eating it in excessive amounts. And it's really hard to digest and it can cause a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I shared that personal example with you is my old roommate. She was having terrible digestive issues and sought help from her family doctor And um, I, this is, this is an example of diet culture. I was taught forever that eating copious amounts of vegetables was the most brilliant thing you could do for your health. So when she came home after that doctor's visit and she was told that she was suffering from IBS and that she needed to pull back on greens, like all roughage basically, because it was irritating her digestive system. I remember saying to her, you're, you're going to need another opinion because that there is no way that that can be possible. That guy must be nuts. Like, because I completely subscribed to that philosophy that vegetables were everything ever since I was a little kid, eat your veggies, eat your veggies, eat your veggies. Do you want to be healthy? Eat your veggies. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yep. And and for a very long time, like I was totally that mom that was like trying to get veggies into every single meal and like stressing about the amount of veggies to make sure that my kids were healthy, quote unquote. And I've really learned that kids are so intuitive and they know what they need and they know what, how much they need. And if we could just take a minute to pause and watch them and learn from them, the world would be a better place. (laughs)
0: Amen to that. Yeah, they do. We all arrive here with this intuitive knowledge. It's we're complete on upon arrival and it's the depletion of our knowledge that causes us the problems over time. Mm, Yeah. So diet culture plays an enormous role in the way we, we move through our day-to-day Living. So how do you support somebody who comes to you and has been challenged with food? And I realize sometimes food is not the issue, food is the the symptom, like a behavior. Mm-hmm. But how do you, where do you begin with something like that? How do you support a client who say shows up and wants to just generally improve their overall well-being? Like you described, true health. How do they seek true health? Mm-hmm.
1: That is a great question. To begin, I help clients relate the stress connection to the symptoms that they're developing or that the diagnoses that they've received. The world will have us think that disease just kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But if we really pay attention to the signs and symptoms that our body is giving us, all dis-ease within the body begins at the onset of stress. When we are stressed, your body will burn through certain nutrients at a much higher rate. Minerals like magnesium, for example. And those minerals are really important for energy production at a cellular level. And so one of the first symptoms is fatigue, right? And so by correlating the onset of their symptoms with stress, I help them take back their power because now they realize that they can be in control of reversing some of these symptoms by taking intentional action through nutrition, through lifestyle, through stress reduction, through rest, again, more in the being, less in the doing.
0: Mm, That is beautiful. And I love that because I think sometimes people fall victim to this idea that they just get dealt a bad hand. You know, like they're 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 not at their peak health level because, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for them. Yes. And really, when you can bring them back to a root cause like and and determine what the stressor is and therefore the symptoms, that's everything. That's essentially the key to life, really. Their their well-being improves on so many different levels. So you mentioned something I find really interesting and and know very little about. You said that when stress is applied, and I'm sure that means in lots of different ways, you begin to burn through minerals quicker. So your metabolic action is revved up and you start depleting in some of those key minerals. Mm -hmm. So how do you, what does a conversation sound like with someone who um, maybe has never, ever supplemented or doesn't know. I, I would be a good example of that. I mean, I know a little, but how do you introduce that into someone's life? Does it come in the form of food? or Are you a
1: fan of supplementing? I 100% take a food first approach because mother nature knows best. Mm-hmm. For example, all of the nutrients in food come in a synergistic balance in a synergistic way for you to be able to absorb and utilize those nutrients. And when we supplement with isolated vitamins, for example, it can cause a lot of harm. You know, a huge one is taking iron supplements, for example. Okay. So I love to use this example. When you think of iron what do you think of, like not inside the body, but externally, maybe like a car? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Strength, like, like dense, strong,
0: okay. metal.
1: Like- yes. And when it goes bad, what do you think of? Rust. Rust, bingo. So when we supplement excessively with iron, it can contribute to oxidative stress, inflammation, and essentially rust because iron does not regulate iron in the body. And so I like like to use the example of beef liver. Beef liver has iron in it. It's one of the most richest sources of iron, but it also has retinol and copper, which are the two things that are required to actually regulate iron within the body, which is actually going to make it usable and provide the body with the nutrients to, activate the res system which is essentially like an iron recycling system. So that's one example. And then supplementing excessively with like for example vitamin D can affect the ratio of vitamin D to vitamin A which makes vitamin A not usable and then again it's going to affect that ability to make energy at a cellular level and regulate iron. So it's like once you start with one thing You don't know what the downstream effect of something is going to be. And so sometimes a lot of the symptoms that people experience are because of just supplementing, you know, oh, I saw this influencer taking this or promoting this. It must be good. I'm just going to buy it. And so we have like everyone with these like supplement grades, you know, taking a bunch of supplements. They don't know what they're taking them for and they can potentially be doing a lot more harm than good.
0: This actually blows my mind to be honest with you. I, like I said, I know little, but I knew some, but I did not know either of those two things that you mentioned about the iron and the vitamin D, which brings us back to this whole idea of balance and Mm -hmm. you can help. There's so many ways you can stress the body unintentionally. Yes. I, so, so this would be a conversation you would have with people then, right. Is achieving the, the best, I don't want to say perfect because I don't know. I really don't believe in that, but the best balance for them in the moment. So you're working with clients a lot, a lot with women and helping them balance hormones. And that has to be tedious because I'm sure you're taking in a ton of information because it's not simply the food. It is environment. It is... there's so many different things can you tell us a little bit about what that is like working with people who are you know I think every woman wants to ensure that they're balancing their hormones so that they can live optimally
1: but working with you would mean what so working with me would mean it's a journey together for about four to six months depending on the client because anything with hormones, anything with deficiencies takes time, right? And healing is not a linear, like constant upward journey. It, it can be, you know, ups and downs. And it can be really hard to do that alone. And I really believe in support and community. And so I really like to walk this journey with my clients and I offer them functional testing so that they can see with their own eyes, like this is what's going on in my body. And I try to correlate it to, you know, their stressors through a health intake form and and session. Um, And, I help correlate the deficiencies with the symptoms that they're having so they they can really understand what's going on. And then from there, I help them take intentional action through food, through rest, through stress reduction, and then targeted supplements, usually food-based supplements, but sometimes we need other things. So, There's that component of it, the testing, the functionality of it. And then within the journey, there's the coaching, because like we said, like diet culture has infiltrated the health and wellness space. And so many people have, without even realizing it, disordered relationship with food and their body. And very often like they're hyper-focused on weight, but when there's education on what true health is, we are able to move them away from that hyper focus to truly like understanding how their body functions, what supports their body, what true health is. And they just feel so much more joyful mm-hmm. and happy and resilient. It's a, it's a beautiful journey. I,
0: even as you were describing it, I felt a sense of lightness mm-hmm. because just hearing you say that makes me like, there's this inner knowing. I mean, we know that there's more to it than weight. And yet weight takes this front seat all the time. And then if our weight is too low or too high, we create this belief system around the notion that we're not, we're not healthy in air quotes. I am, I fall victim to this a lot even at this stage in my life, having been through many different experiences, you know, like I think of all of the things that women specifically go through puberty, um, sometimes childbirth, um, perimenopause, menopause, like all of these things are like lifetimes in and of themselves. So you don't, you're not the same person. At any one of these states, I mean, you are, but you aren't, you collect these experiences and yet weight seems to be like this thread that runs through it all. And it's perpetuated by this diet culture, like you've described, it, it feels like there's almost a sadness thinking about how that has condemned so many people to thinking less of themselves.
1: Yeah. And so many people think that like, when I lose that 10 pounds, when I become a size four, then I'll be happy. But happiness is a feeling. And if you aren't happy right now, when you lose that weight, you're not going to be happy. I love, I love to use the example of like those, um, the people that compete in fitness competitions and they exude like what, the world thinks health is, you know, muscles and toned and whatnot. But they all have generally, a lot of them will have like a reverse story where they post a picture of them in that perfect quote unquote physique. And they say, I was not happy. And then they turn back to like a more normal, healthy weight. So it's, you know, I'll use the example of myself as well. When I was 25 pounds lighter, I was the sickest I ever was. And even at that time, I was still striving for 10 pounds more, you know, and now it's like, it's hard because, you know, society will have us focusing on image and appearance and everything. But if you have that constant reminder of this is what true health is, this is what true health is. And you're trying your best at being consistent. We're not striving for perfection then you can kind of have that internal dialogue with yourself that, no, I am doing the right thing. I am supporting my body. I am nourishing. I am providing it with the rest and the sleep and and the whatnot that it needs. And so you can quiet those like voices, those internal struggles.
0: Yeah. That's such good information to pass on. And I know, I know everyone who's listening right now is feeling a piece of this and relating it to, what their, what their own life circumstance is. And you, you, I love, I keep hearing you mention rest. Yes. Rest. Can we, can we go down that road? Because how many times, how many times must we (laughs) tell people this is, this is so important. It is. It's, it's not what you, you know what, let me, let me let you take that away because I feel very passionate about this. I feel like you cannot accomplish what you have idealized in your head without proper rest. You talked about true health, sleep, a good sleep, a deep sleep is just so crucial to all of that.
1: Yes, absolutely. So when we talk about hormones, we hear the words like balanced hormones. And our, our hormones are not necessarily supposed to be balanced. There are certain points in our cycle where estrogen is supposed to be higher, where progesterone is supposed to be higher, and they kind of ebb and flow, right? And depending on where you are in your cycle, you will have you know more energy, more you kind of turn inwards, you kind of are able to be more of an extrovert. And so that whole like nine to five hustle culture, corporate world is really not conducive of that ebb and flow of female hormones. That lifestyle is really hard on the female body. And so sometimes that's like what you know, some, some people love their job and some people love what they do, and and that's fine. But we still have to prioritize rest to respect that ebb and flow of the hormone cycle. You know, so when you know what stage you're in and what hormones are supposed to be, you know, rampant in that stage, then you can support your body. You can rest more during that time. You can um, schedule like the social things during certain points in your cycle. So you can work with your cycle so that it doesn't feel so hard. Mm-hmm. And rest plays a huge role at specific points in your cycle. For example, during menstruation, um, sometimes around ovulation, it can be very energizing for certain people, but on that ovulatory day, it can, it can be like, you need to just rest Mm-hmm. And so, very often, we try to push ourselves and push ourselves and do and do and do. And if we just understood and respected our body just a little bit more, then we could work with it instead of against it and and not punish ourselves with doing more and just like resting, leaning in, doing nothing without feeling guilty. Oh,
0: that is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a really tough concept for so many because along with the diet culture, we've had this hustle mentality and it's been rewarded all mm-hmm. of our lives. The harder you work, the more ambitious you must be, the more, you know, motivated you are, the the more successful you're likely to be when really yeah. we we learn as time goes on that that is in fact yeah. polar opposite and not conducive to, uh, a well-lived life. You don't even remember it when you're in the hustle culture anyhow. So when you, when you slow down, you make such meaningful transitions in your life, including food, including seeking support from someone like yourself who can help you dissect all of the things that can put you in a better position to feel your most vibrant self. What a gift to give yourself.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful gift. I love saying to clients, you know, you are, your worth is not defined by your productivity. You are allowed to rest. You're allowed to ask for help. You're allowed to do nothing at certain points in the day. And just, you know, it allows for so much more presence in your life to just pause.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you work a lot with women who are looking to we use the word balance or stabilize or better understand, I guess I'll say, hormones and how it in, you know, how it applies to their daily life. How young is too young to begin this type of knowledge building? Because Nadine, I'm not gonna lie, as as the mother of a 10-year-old, I would love for her to better understand this from a young age and never have to be as concerned about some of the health things that we worry about, or we have worried about in the
1: past. So can you comment on that? I love this question. I also have a 10 year old mm. and she is very much a part of my journey without going into too much detail. She is the reason that brought to my attention that I had a disordered relationship with food. Okay. Because it was, it was, being passed on to her without me even realizing it. Um, For example, she was about seven years old. It was snack time. I had condemned and demonized sugar so much (laughs) that when I pulled out the box of dates and she was able to read at that point, she saw sugar 24 grams and she was like, mama that has sugar. And she was scared to eat it. And that was that was like, wow. Okay. This is my fault. This is what I've done. And I can, you can sit there and be guilty, but that's not going to serve anyone. It was just, um, it's been a beautiful journey of unlearning together and helping her, you know, understand her body and whatnot. So what I tell the women that I work with who are usually mothers or, you know, wanting to be mothers soon, when you work on yourself, you can share this information with your daughter, with your sister, with your mother. It's never too early to work on this stuff, but children really learn by seeing, not by being told, as you probably know, right? Like go bre- Like go to sleep early. Well, if they see you staying up late every night, they're not going to go to sleep early. Yeah, if right. you tell them, eat your vegetables, but you never eat vegetables, they're not going to eat their ve- You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. I think that's so beautiful
0: too, because it draws in that concept of you can pour into other people, but only when your own cup is full. So if you're yeah. seeking this kind of support and adopting these behaviors for yourself, the overflow is extended to daughters, mothers, sisters, from friends. Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah, what a powerful ripple effect taking good care of yourself can actually have on a community. Yeah, 100%. Oh, this is so so good. You'll come back, right? You'll come back to the show course talking. I would love to. <laughs> okay. I'm so grateful for that. Where can we continue to follow along with you?
1: I hang out a lot on Instagram. Okay. So, my Instagram handle is that green glow and I'm On stories, often I can be reached via DM. I'm very friendly. Don't be like hesitant to reach out. Um, And then you can find me on my website as well. I do offer free 45 minute discovery calls to kind of get to know you a little bit better and talk about the testing more formally and talk about the relationship and how we can work together. But I absolutely. Would love to hear from, you know, anyone that's listening, what your main takeaway was, what your biggest aha moment was. And yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And your
0: website, I think I told you a long time ago, it is, it's my, it's the, the loveliest website. It's both loaded with gorgeous information and aesthetically it, it's so lovely as well. So I, I highly encourage all of you listening get over there and check it out. Um, The website is thatgreenglow.com. Same name over on Instagram. You guys go check it out. Nadine has, her stories are so good too, because I think stories are brilliant for this because you can get these like blips of information. And even if you don't action anything in the moment, it's something you can't unknow. So the minute you mm-hmm. learn something like well, you just sharing with me about iron and vitamin D? i'm I can't wait to learn more about that and how that fits into my life, you know, like how how have I used that information, or how could I use that information? So I think that's brilliant. I think I love the idea that you give forty five minute consultations because it's so important when you reach out for this sort kind of support, you have to be working with someone that you believe gets you. Like it, it, it's very much an exchange of energy as much as it is information and guidance. Like there's this, there can be this gorgeous relationship that develops because you your intentions are pure. That's something I don't remember if I said that to you when we hit record or prior to, but your intentions are very pure. I really feel you and have seen you genuinely express interest in helping someone overcome whatever health difficulties they're faced with and put them on the track to feeling like a million bucks. Like it's a, of <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so very true. It's so very true. So I I'm going to leave with one last question. Who's your mentor? Who, who are your guides? Ooh, that's a, Tough one. I know. That's why I love dropping it at the end. I like.
1: (laughs) That's a really good question. I think that I am a student for life and I think it's really important not to like worship any one person or any one methodology and to just like take the good from each person that you kind of get mentored by, um, and, and run with it. I think it's really important to,
0: I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. I do that all the time. Pull the best things from each yeah.
1: person. Pull the best things from each person. Um, and, and know that like internally your intuition and your instincts, will kind of guide you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's very true. I love that idea. I'm not getting hung up on any one person, you know, and because then it becomes less about you and more about what their opinions of something actually are. So Yeah.
1: yeah, that's an important message that, and always be willing to learn something that goes against what you, what, you know, So hard to do, but such a good tip. Yeah, because if I was gung ho on like trusting everything that I, I knew, then I would have never, you know, been able to truly heal because I had to unlearn everything I basically knew. Generally, everything that I knew about supplements and nutrition, I had to unlearn in order to heal and in order to like now help women heal themselves.
0: Incredible.
1: That that is
0: incredible. Oh well, on that unbelievably awesome note, I'm going to say thank you again for giving us your time and, and sharing your wisdom with us. I can't wait for you to come back. Um, based on what we hear from our audience, let's let's continue talking health, hormones, um, wellness is such an important topic, and I love when it is. we get together with our community. And we can unpack a lot of the, the myths that are associated with health and wellness, because yeah, it takes, it takes a village to be able to completely understand this as a whole package, you know, and something that can apply directly to your own life. So I value your knowledge and your kindness, maybe, you've got to be one of the kindest women I've
1: ever met. So thank you. Thank you yes. so much for having me. This was a lovely conversation oh. and I can't wait to come back. Awesome. Thanks so much. And for all of you
0: listeners, please make sure you check out Nadine over at That Green Glow. Make sure if you're listening on iTunes and have an opportunity to drop us a comment or share this with a friend, a sister, your mom, whoever you think will benefit from this, do that. Show them that kindness today and pass this episode on really on any listening platform. Make sure you get it out there. And As always, everyone, thank you so much for carving out some time to be here at the podcast. You are so valued. I treasure all of you so much. And until we meet again, take good care of yourselves.